This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph. The only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, more Arab angst at Ashgar as AGM takes place. And time for D to produce promotion push. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph. I'm Tom Duffy and podcasting along beside me today are George Cran. Hello. Graham Finnan. Hello everyone. And as we jump right into Dundee United's crisis, we've sent Alan Temple away for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's resting up in a darkened room after the trauma of uh, the last week or so, so... You just have to make do with our opinions, but I think the key word in all that is crisis, bear. Crisis with a capital C, Tom. We're here oh, now. Okay, as I was <laughs> no, that's not not until you changed it before it went in the paper. No, it is an absolute crisis. We we spoke just before we came on air. Some things never change. We've been looking at this table now, and, and the one common factor has been Dundee United at the foot of the table. And we've been saying for weeks now, like they're too good. They're too good a side to get relegated. They've got too many good players. No, they don't. They're going to, on this current form, they are stumbling towards relegation. Um, they've got real real problems. Um, they feel, they're struggling to score goals. They're leaking goals at the back. They look disjointed on the park. Um, and it's just it's just a real headache for, for everyone concerned. I mean, you look back at the game against St. Johnson, a massive game for the club. Uh, it was a massive day for the club, obviously, Legends Day with, with a few of the the old guard there as well and it, you know I think that boosted the gate and somewhat but you know it, it could have been a pivotal point in the season for Dungeon United had they got the victory but unfortunately things conspired against them and you know they really they really shot themselves in the foot a wee bit I've got to say with the, with the performance time but no it is a crisis and it is a you know a real concern now as we're going to the home straight Bear mentioned there George about we've been saying they're too good they're too good and collectively I've been watching a lot of politics. <laughs> collective responsibility. Um, we've maybe forgotten that the definition of a bad player isn't me who went on a park and was rubbish for 90 minutes only. Mm. Sometimes bad players are bad players. I think people threw that definition at you anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was fair. It was accurate. But, but sometimes bad players are bad players and bad form is bad form. Not because what you do over 90 minutes mm. is... At key moments in games, you make bad mistakes. And looking at the St. Johnson game last Saturday, it was actually quite a bad performance, but it was punctuated with bad mistakes. Yeah, and we're obviously talking about the the one that decided the game. Martin I'm actually Berigi. talking about, you know what? I, I don't want to have a go at Mark Berigitti here, but I think his mistake for the winning goal was so bad that it, that it actually glossed over the fact that the opening goal it went in about a yard yeah, and a half it was, inside it was the straight post. in the middle, wasn't it? That and was also, even, in fairness yeah. to him as well, Stevie May looked like he, like a guy with nothing to do, wandering around the shops, looking in the windows. He just sort of jogged into the box and drifted past mm. a, a defender or two, and unchallenged hit his shot. Aye, well, it was kind of screaming. Who was looking for him coming in the box? It's been, it's summed up the season, didn't it? In terms yeah. of the way United have defended for a lot of this season, and you can see why people are so 
concerned and upset uh, the, the way things are going. You're right, you should have saved that. It, was, it, was, it looked like it was straight down the middle. But for a while, well, for what, how many seconds, 30 seconds, it looked like United had battled their way back into yeah. it. Grabbed. What a great goal. Yeah, exactly. Dylan Levitt shown his ability and we all know he's got that. Um, hopefully see more of that between now and the end of the season. But it's a killer blow. I, I, I was happened because I wasn't, wasn't working last week. I was actually walking the dog when the, when the, the scores were coming in and I looked at my phone. United scored. I thought, oh, great. I'll pick them up. And then just seconds later, the St. Johnson goal goes in for 2-1. I thought, oh, that's, that's, that's just a killer for confidence for anyone in that stadium. Any positivity that came from that equalising goal where you could take that into the next one and you've, you've kind of battled back from a probably a poor day overall, but you've managed to get something out of it against a team that's kind of close to you, just disappears up in smoke. Cause yeah. what, it's one of the I strangest goals I've ever seen. George, yeah. you did that. I was actually on, on the phone to my daughter at the time and I went, oh, good, United have equalised. Now, she's actually like me, a Dundee fan, and she's more of that sort of modern ilk of, <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> but then it was so deflating, though, because yeah, I, I, mean, exactly. I, I sort of came up on the TV, because I, like you, I'm modern, down with, the, down with the kids. I usually do it on my phone and play the radio and everything if I'm not watching a game live, and I actually came up on the video, what I would call the video printer on the TV, and I was like, oh, good, you're right, equalised, and then somebody else scored in another game, and then it came up right away, 2-1 St. Mm. Johnson, and it's so def mm. so deflating that you're like, you've just equalised, what are you doing? Exactly, and you've put all that effort into... And that was without the seeing that, the actual circumstances. Uh, it's, it's one of the strangest goals I've ever seen. It's like, I'd probably speak to the wrong audience here, but if you're playing FIFA online and your opponent loses connection and just stops playing... FIFA online is that like a computer game oh I thought something so, did what a fishing rod <laughs> so basically the opposition isn't controlling his player and he just stands there and he tackle him that's yeah. what it looked like it was totally bizarre um, obviously nobody comes out with it with any credit Mark Brigitte's not had a good season I would say with, no we'd talked a lot in this no, podcast no we can't hide we from that now and he, it, it's a hoped, shame because in many yeah. ways he's a leader on the park and, uh, and he pushes other people on but in the end you've got to do your own job exactly it's a very positive attitude about him kind of hoped it was just kind of teething problems when, when you've obviously moved country and moved continent uh, coming into a new league but you, you just can't, can't over, that. overlook that but where do they go from here it yeah. sounds like the injury isn't quite as bad as first thought um, is that good news or bad news well, if it's if he's back, then they can't go emergency loan hunting. Uh, whether he plays on Saturday, I'd be surprised. Um, obviously, they've got Jack Newman untested, which is a risk. But you you never know. In, in a big game like this, the defenders in front of him might decide right. We, we've got to def we've got to protect this boy and, yeah. and keep the ball away from him. And uh, and that <laughs> might yeah, I know that's supposed to be their job, but you know what I mean. There might be. Uh, some extra kind of thoughts. Barry is an experienced goalkeeper; should be able to deal with stuff, and he's he not done it quite as, as as well as he should have done this season. But it's oh, what a big game it is. Yeah, and I, I mean, going back to the goal, I mean, the whole—it was bad enough that it happened within ninety seconds of the equalising, but then it, it it transpires that 
they don't even, it's not part of their game plan to no. try those yeah. short goal kicks. And I mean, for those who didn't see it, he passes it out to Charlie Mulgrew. Charlie Mulgrew passes it back to him, probably a bit in shock mm -hmm. because Liam Fox admitted afterwards it's not a goal kick that we use. Mm -hmm. One thing that kind of not being overly critical of Charlie Mulgrew because he passed it straight back to him and Birigiti could have kicked it up the park. But I wonder if Charlie Mulgrew should have actually just turned, booted the ball away and then said to the goalie, what are you doing? Mm. I mean, yeah. not, not right after we've equalised and not something we don't, isn't, that isn't part of the game I, th plan. I think he passed it back to the wrong foot as well. It's I think they got, yeah. they, they, it went to Charlie's wrong foot, Charlie Mulgrew's yeah. wrong foot and then he put it back. So it was, I mean, a, it, was, it was bizarre. I mean, when I'm, I was with you, Tom, I mean, obviously the Dundee game was Friday night, so... I was at a loose end on Saturday and was just watching, you know, the results coming in on it. And when, when United equalised, you thought there's a good chance that United could go and get the points in this yeah. game, you know, mm -hmm. with, with 10 minutes to go or so. But as you see, within seconds, it was, I was stunned when, when I saw that. And I was even more stunned when, it, when I saw the goal. I think the first thing is, he's passing out to Charlie Mulgrew. There is no angle for Charlie mm. Mulgrew. They're both straight no. looking at one another right in between the sticks. So that, that's a mistake for a start. Charlie doesn't play the best of balls back, but for me, and I'm, you know, I, I just played at junior football level, but you've got to understand the circumstances of the game and the nature and, and how vital it is, you know, no you risks, don't lose yeah. it. It's no risk. That ball yeah. comes back, it gets the treatment turn. It gets, yeah. even, even if it's on your bad foot, you just go and well it up the park. And as you say, you discuss it with your centre-backs going, I'm sorry, maybe you shouldn't have played that, or that wasn't the right uh -huh. thing to do. And you talk about it later. But then he takes it on his left foot and even then he doesn't seem to realise the urgency with which, you know, he should mm. be, he should be, Stevie May sees an opportunity. Now, if, if, if uh, Brigitte plays the ball in any shape or form, he's going to get tumbled by Stevie May could have been on a, on a, a red card with the, the ferocity of that yeah, challenge. Yeah. But the fact is that Stevie May actually won the ball and put it into ah. the net and then went right through the, the goalkeeper as well. Um, but... For a, a keeper as experienced as Mark Birgitte is, I mean, I don't know if it's just the fact that he's played in Australia and there is no relegation, as Thomas yeah, pointed out. I, and I always no, say that. that teams, teams play the same away from home as that they That fear home. factor isn't there. It's the sort of thing you would do if you're winning the game by a couple of goals or maybe even more than that because there's no yeah. risk involved if you do lose a goal. But it was just an unbelievably poor, poor decision. And... You know, I, you can feel for the lad, obviously, because, I mean, he's getting, I mean, I noticed that none of his teammates actually went to, to see how bad actually yes, it actually yeah, was. Um, but I go back again, Tom, to the, the transfer window. I go back, they've let Carl Johan Eriksson leave the yeah. club. They, they should, at that point in time, they should go out and get a journeyman pro in for, for three yeah. or four months and say, him, look, there's a good chance you might not actually feature here. But you're coming up here, you're going to be covered for our number one keeper. We'll also have a young keeper at the club. But if something happens, you're ready to go. And we've seen it in the past. These guys will, will be coming in. A guy, maybe a third-choice keeper down south, comes in, mm. he can do a job. He's got the experience to go in and get you over the line if need be. Dungeon United have, haven't got that. And they've well, left themselves yeah. wide open. They did that a few years back, didn't they? It was when they came up with Ross Laidlaw. They brought in, I don't think he ever yeah, played. It might have been. Might have been. They brought in as a subkeeper. So. I remember Dundee did Terrible, I can't remember the lad. They signed Dundee did it uh, when had Scott Bain. They signed a yeah. uh, signed a boy that had been part time most of his career, and uh, and, and laid out on the line and said, "You're you're only here as backup." I mean, for goodness' sake, different. 
different purse yeah. strings, but, no, Tom, but Celtic signed Lucas Zalewska so. from Dundee United yeah, to be the, a backup goalkeeper when he was had great season at United. Well, Seagrist is the same. Yeah, Seagrist is the same. There's absolutely no excuse for uh. for not doing that. I, I, and I really don't... I mean, unless you've got complete faith in Jack Newman, who has not played a lot of football in, at first-team level, you know, now they're... Uh, he may have to get thrown into a relegation battle when, mm. you, as, a, as, a, as a kid, that's a really hard thing to do. And uh, they've left themselves wide open for this. I don't think it would have cost the club thousands to bring someone up for two or three months. There must be keepers out there who would have jumped at the chance to maybe get a bit of exposure in, in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. The opportunity to come, come and taste something different for three months and who knows where it goes, you know. But to leave themselves with just one, one keeper who had previous for losing form yeah. earlier on in the season... And it looks like it's going that way again now. It looks like, yeah. I mean, even if he's, if he, there's talk his injury won't be as bad as, as first feared, but I mean, how's his confidence? It's, it's that injured, yeah. You it's know, confidence. It, it must be pretty fragile, you've got to think. And also that of the <laughs> the defenders around him as well. Yeah. That's the Even if he plays on Saturday, yeah. it's not 100% fit. No, no, no. No, if he's popped his shoulder. And I don't think, if he plays, I don't think he'll be seeing any passbacks up, up at Dingwall yeah. on Saturday, yeah. So, I, the, 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 there's a lot of people culpable at this point in time and it's, you know, um, you know, it's not it's not just just the goalkeeper. Yeah. And generally speaking, it's, it's, it's almost becoming a perfect storm for mm -hmm. United. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Motherwell have found form. They've now got this game on Saturday at Ross County, which is massive. Yeah. And as we've spoken about it, Things conspire against you when you're at the bottom, but when you have to look at other teams and, uh, you know, look at for them, for their results and hope that they don't get results, I think it, it reflects just how poor a position you yeah. are in at this point in time. And yeah, the, I mean, you've got to look after yourself and, 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 go, and go and get and results. I'm not doing but that. If things go against them on Saturday, that table could look a lot worse by five o'clock on Saturday night. I'm just looking at the the table now and uncharacteristically this season I've tried to be positive and I'm looking at that table and United could be off the bottom with a win United are off the bottom on Saturday they could actually jump two places with a win but equally Ross County could be four points ahead of them Motherwell go to Kilmarnock if Kilmarnock win that Motherwell and Kilmarnock are six points ahead of them mm. if United lose I mean it doesn't bear thinking about real no. time. I've just depressed myself. Actually, <laughs> that's it. But it, I mean, this could be a defining weekend of the season for them, mm. couldn't it? Yeah, it, it could. The only thing I would say is in United's favour, they have done they have done relatively well up at Dingwall in, in recent times, as if my memory serves me right. They've had a, they've been able to get a few results up there. That's where um, they, they yeah they clinched Europe last season. Isn't I it? think it, yeah. might have, it might have been so. They need that sort of performance, but. It's going to be a very different how crowd. Do you, how do you, how, how do you yeah. dig out when confidence is low and yeah. you're not playing well? How do you suddenly dig out a performance? You've got to find it from somewhere. Um, even what even what you said there, George, it just occurs to me, I mean, lose a goal on Saturday and it's, it's human nature. There's going to be boys in the United sort of standing on that park going, God, we, we qualified for Europe here last year. How are we here? <laughs> How has this happened? And it's uh, the, 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 I mean, the problem is they're partly to blame. It's just human nature to go. This is yeah. this is terrible. They're probably yeah. the best part of United fans up there saying exactly the same thing. Yeah. That happens. I know it's, it's just looking at that league table as well. Would you say Hibs have had a good season this season? Probably, no, probably not. Well, they have almost double the points of Dundee United yes. at this stage, which mm -hmm. tells you how 
how poor United have been. I mean, uh, to be fair, Lee Johnson, he's actually turned it around, you know. Yeah. In recent aye, weeks. Aye. So but still, it's quite start that. Though, and to it? be fair to him, he's... Aberdeen, he, he, crisis yeah. club, yeah. 12, 12 points yeah. better off. Yeah. So, aye. It's it. Uh, but there's no... Obviously, we've talked about the transfer window and, and the places where they're light. They can't really go and sign anyone. They, they, they can get a free agent, but do you want a free agent at this time of the season who hasn't played? Um... So as Bear says, it's it's up to the the players they've got. It's up to Liam Fox to to cajole them and get them going. Because as we've seen, the sweet Mark Ogren saying, no, I was going no to say this happens, everything. Once the results go away, yeah. people start picking apart things off the park, and it's not been a it's not been a great week. Um, big banner outside Tannadice on mm-hmm. Tuesday was it for, for the AGM saying Ascar out, which I must admit, I get, I get the fans' angst. I get the fans' concern, and it's all football is very much a short-term business in that way. It's all about the results here and now. But if you look at where this regime have taken the club from when they came in, it's no consolation to the fans, especially if the team got relegated. But that there has been progress. Yeah. Although it, they could end up back with the start at the, at the yeah. end of the season. Um, and in, in fairness to the punters, the punters are seeing, like we were just talking about, there have been some bad mistakes this yeah. year. And and I think what makes things even worse is, is the kind of promise of, of the start of the season, because obviously it's qualified for Europe, they had big matches coming up, brought in a kind of big name manager, I suppose, in, in Jack Ross or somebody... The plan was to take them to the next level. They brought in Steve Fletcher. They got Dylan Levitt back on a permanent deal. There was a lot of promise at the start of the season. I think that is a big part of it now is, yeah. is because none of that promise has been realised and it's things even even more. Um, there's, I, I can see a lot of similarities between this United season and Dundee's season last season. Obviously, that's I was covering that myself uh, and things were obviously spiral there it's slightly it's different obviously different clubs but there's a lot of similarities with the fans really unhappy with the way the the decisions being made at the top end of the club yeah um and wanting certain people out but the realistically those people were never going to leave and i think uh, i don't see that happening at united in terms of tony ashgar going anywhere and in fairness to the fans during the games they're getting right behind their team they're not getting much back for it. Uh, well, that's, it's a reciprocal thing, isn't it? It's the, it's the chicken or egg. Does it? Does the, the, the I always, think, perform- I always yeah. think, with a few exceptions in world football, the performance on the pitch, the team, the team has to fantasize. And I've noticed too, the more the hospitality and corporate, you know, packages have come into football, people go there and they're paying a lot of money now. Mm-hmm. And they go there and say, quite understandably, well, entertain me. Mm-hmm. And if you entertain them, they'll respond. If you don't, they'll let you know they're not happy. Exactly. And, and just taking my, my Dundee example from last season, we saw that in the cup quarter final when basically nobody turned up from, from the against Rangers. The Dundee fans voted with yeah. their feet. United fans don't really have that opportunity with it, with a cup match where it's, it's all mm-hmm. ticket rather than season ticket. But they're, they're kind of showing their displeasure with obviously making clear with the banners outside in the protest at the, at the AGM on Tuesday morning 
Um, and the only way you appease any of that is by getting results. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure on Liam Fox, I would say. Yes, and I, I mean that after the AGM, uh, owner Mark Ogren, uh, who, in fairness to him, he could have found an excuse not to come over from America, given the club was in crisis. But mm -hmm. He came over, he sat there. I thought he looked a bit isolated, to be mm -hmm. honest. <laughs> so, the most, maybe it was just a, when the when the photographers took the picture, but he, he was like sitting on his own when <laughs> he met. Like, he didn't. He's put the money in. Yeah, he's done his bit. Where 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 are all the guys around him yeah. that have mm. uh, that he could understandably go? Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm dealing with all this flack, but um, he he's turned up after the AGM. He he, he spoke to the club website. Try to keep things calm, but I wouldn't say it was what he said was a ringing endorsement of yeah. either Tony Ashgar or Liam Fox. And what was the the word he used? No immediate, or the phrase he used? Yeah. No immediate changes. Now, if I call me call me pessimistic, but if I if I'm an employee <laughs> of that guy, I I don't like the word immediate. Yeah. That's not the same as no changes at all. I maybe opened the door to, to appease some of the some of the unrest that's coming from the fans, Tom, by saying that, that he's, while he's not not going to change anything right away, you know, and maybe someone that might be considered. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's the impression I got from his words. I think, you know, as a football fan, I go along to the games on a Saturday, and I just want to see my team winning and doing well and come away yeah. from the game, you know, with a smile on my face. Um, I don't want to get involved in, in protests or anything like that. And I think the vast majority of fans are the same, but there is unrest at Tannis and, and you need, sometimes you need, a, you know, people to, to make their stand. But what I will say is that Marco Ogren, you know, he, he owns the club. He took the club through a period of COVID, which, you know, he could not have expected to have yeah. forked out. He's forked out millions of pounds. He's paid a lot more than he thought he would. Yeah, so he's got that, I mean, he is in control. So if there are going to be changes, it will come from him. It won't come from fans' protests, that is for sure. It will be him that will, he has picked up the tab for much of the, the costs that United have incurred over that period. United, Dundee United have not made money over that period. They have lost money, like the vast majority of football clubs. Um, you just wonder if... if you know, does he have the commitment to keep... He has said if the club go down, they will bounce right back up again. Maybe that suggests he, he is willing to see this through. And you look up the road, there is a, a, a you know, a team up the road who have, as you see, the back where they started. Dundee have been back where they started a couple of times <laughs> since the Americans took over up, up at Dens. Um, so, you know, ultimately he, he will make the, the, the big decisions, um, but he won't be sort of blinded uh, mm. by what's going on. He will be, you know, I, I would imagine he'd be bitterly disappointed where the team is at at this point in time. And I think it's fair to point out as well, where if there, if I didn't like, or I was suspicious of his use of immediate when it came to mm -hmm. staff, in terms of the overall project, his statements were unequivocal. Mm -hmm. He basically said, even if the worst comes to the worst, we'll just keep going with the plan. And it's a long-term plan. Because I, Again, one one doubt I've always had, uh, and this was mentioned uh, on the radio last week, he still believes that somehow he's going to make a profit out of yeah. Dundee United. Now, any club outside of the old firm, the, and even the old firm most of the time, that operate in Scottish football, profit's not a word most of them even bother learning how to spell because it's not a word they're never going to use. And I still cannot see how he makes money out of this. Well, there's yeah. only so many Harry Suters that 
windfalls that come along as well. That's that's, that's the thing. Um, the only way I, I could ever see a club make a profit is if they have super-duper youth system and bring through a lot of players and, and sell them on. Uh, obviously, United have done a bit of that, but well, I think they're doing you need it this a lot week more. We're, we're, yeah. we're Rory McLeod. Um, I don't think I've seen the laddie in the flesh. And it, it strikes me, I, I totally understand the business model. I totally get they're not the only club that started doing this. But if you're buying a season ticket, how interested are you in? I mean, we're talking, you mentioned Harry Souter. I'm I'm one of the few people that saw Harry Souter play in a meaningful competitive game mm. for United. Now, it just always worries me that how do you sell season tickets on the basis of you might see our ex-players playing World Cups and playing the English Premiership in the big leagues around the world. But actually, in our strip, you'll probably see them for six or seven games, and if they do well, they go. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating, isn't it? It's, it's, and because of the money, I mean, I mean, clubs down south now will throw half a million at a player mm. that they're not sure will ever make their first team. Mm. And how do Scottish clubs like United turn that money down? The answer is you can't. But equally, in the longer term, it, it must be disheartening for punters. It is. I mean, I mean, what's the point in having a youth academy if you didn't see any of the, the players yeah. coming through? You're just sort of, it's a breeding ground for, as Tom says, clubs down south are prepared to gamble. £500,000 for the premise of a club is a drop in the ocean yeah. for a, a guy they They're could sell. Them for their, yeah. that, paying that yeah. kind of money for under 23 mm -hmm. players. And at the end of the day, they take them into their academy and if, you know, if they don't make it there, they'll probably recoup that money and more anyway, just selling them yeah. on down south. Um, yeah, so it's, you're right. I mean, I mean, and I think it's, it's again, real, I can't stress enough. This is not a criticism no. of clubs like United, but it's definitely a problem, no. and I don't know the solution. No, it's, it's 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 a hard one for fans. I think that what what the clubs need to do is, well, you might have one that is a real star and is, is shown up to be a star, and will move on without you getting to see very much of them. There, mm. there are four or five others who will break through yeah. and will come into that team, and you will at least see them playing for a couple of seasons at the club, and, and you getting your your value out of these players. But it's a hard one, and you, and you talk about business models and and Mark Ogren, and he's he's not made a profit. And the fact that he said, you know, we'll come right back up if if we are relegated, and there is a real prospect that Don United will be yeah, relegated. It's, it's For United mistake. to come back up, he's going to have to dip, dip into his pocket again and and fund that term. And that's you know what people don't seem to realise that. I mean, it's all right fans shouting for change left, right, and centre, but who else is willing to fund that? Who else is going to front that sort of investment? Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a real tough call but at this point in time United have got it in their hands to, to do what they need to do this season and yeah. keep themselves afloat and they've, they've just got to dig as deep as possible to mm -hmm. find that escape route and it has to be that Saturday they have to go there ready for battle yeah. rather than football eh? well Marky Mackay's talking about landing I like Marky Mackay as a manager I think he's, yeah. I think he's an old fashioned type manager when it comes to Forget about the performance. Go out there and, and win that game, whatever it yeah. takes, whatever it takes. And he's talking about landing knockout blows on clubs. <laughs> and I'm just and when you were talking about him, he's talking about throwing punches. On the <laughs> that's what it sounds like. But that's uh -huh. what you know what he's, the way he's coming across. He sees the next two games. They've got United at home, Motherwell at home, I believe. So he he sees that's a big six points. But what I would say is, 
Ross County are not the team they were last season. Mm, they no. do not pose the same sort of th- attacking threat that they had last season uh, with Hungbo and Reagan, Charles Cook, and, you, and they do leak goals. So United have an opportunity up there again. Every game now seems to be a big one for United, but that's the way it's going to be between yeah, now and yeah. the season. But they have an opportunity, like Tom says, we've, we've, we've looked at the worst case scenario, but here, it could be the best case scenario. Mm. They could jump two oh, places. They could be in 10th. Yeah. yeah, so let's, let's look on the bright side. Well, it, it is an opportunity. That's why United have to be looking at it. It's, it's not, oh, this is a big game. Look, look what could happen in a negative sense. It's just, a, yeah, it's massive. Well, the next four, actually. County, Aberdeen, Livy, St Mirren. Yeah. For a club like United, and where United want to be or see themselves at, they should be... So run games, games where they're thinking, how many points? Yeah, but... It's, they're in a spiral at the moment um, yeah. I've seen too many times that Dens have to say but um, the only people that can get them out is the I'll players be, I'll be really interested to see if Mark Barigui yeah. comes out and if, he, if he comes out in goal or if he comes out on the substitutes bench because if he's obviously fit and he's, he's on the bench he's fit enough yeah. uh. I mean I, it's a big call for it's a big call for the, the manager, but after such a shaky performance, yeah. I'd be tempted to go with the young lad and say, son, you've got, you've got yeah. experienced boys that, that, that could look at... One thing I would say, if you've got a young goalkeeper, Tom, the experienced boys will... That's what I mean. Yeah. tend to yeah. go a bit deeper and not expect, you know... We'll don't, don't leave any a chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't leave any a chance. Go for everything. Any balls in the six-yard box, mm. go and header them. Don't leave it for your keeper to come and take. Yeah. You know, and that might be a thing as well, just to sort of invigorate them and get them mm. focused on the job at hand and they've got Ryan Edwards back as well which yeah, I think is yeah, a, big, yeah, a big, big miss yeah. especially so. a game like this mm-hmm. as well and like you say if you want if you want to protect the keeper you would want Ryan yes, Ed- absolutely. Edwards in front of him wouldn't you it's actually just occurred to me if, 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 if this goalkeeping crisis is obviously very short term but Nick Pope's not doing anything this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> if you're suspended, you're suspended. <laughs> anyway, that's one crisis over. Another one ready to come. George, the good news about Dundee is everyone else in the championship is trying their best to give them the, the title. The bad news is the only the only club that doesn't seem to be a member of this club it's Dundee what are they doing um just <laughs> I don't know speechless silence <laughs> <all this class. laughs> they're stumbling is, is what's happening everyone's stumbling uh, it's, it's been a really strange season because obviously air went off like a train at the start and then Queen's Park and Dundee had really good spells but at the same time and then both Queen's Park and Dundee are, are stumbling along after that defeat um, on Friday at Morton. That's since the turn of the year, Dundee played six league games. They've only won two, which is not title winning form no. by any stretch. But because, of the, as you say, the other teams aren't, it, they didn't really lose anything after that defeat in terms of the league table position because Queen's Park picked up one point. No, they're still in that situation where win your game in hand and yeah, keep, they go ahead. keep winning, you go ahead. And the game in hand's on Tuesday. Oh. So win the next two and they go top of the league and then they've got Cove 
a game you'd probably expect them to win, although they, they haven't previously this season. Um, it's, talking about United's big game just previously, this this week is, is huge for Dundee in terms of the three games, two at home. They've got Inverness. Who two knows? at home against teams that Partick are in crisis, obviously, because they've replaced their manager, yeah. although I thought that was a bit rash. But right now, Inverness, Saturday's opponents, Inverness can't buy a win. Well, they just thumped the living not so long ago either. That's I know. the weird thing. I, I, in the league, they've yeah. just they've dropped off. And Two defeats to Hamilton Ackes on the back. On the again, bench. I mean, if Dundee had gone to Carpillo and beat Morton last Friday night, you'd be going, yes, we've got, we've got two teams that have got problems, both at home. You'd want the Saturday-Tuesday game, but now I'm thinking... They're just going to mess this up, aren't they? <laughs> Two games they should win. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've said that before. It's, it's a big carrot for Dundee. Though. It is a big incentive to get their noses in front. And I keep saying it. That you get the feeling that if they can do that, then I, I do believe there'd, there'd be no stopping them. And, but it's a run, a run of big fixtures for them. But the, they'll have started the thought. I mean, George is like, they have stumbled a wee bit. But I've, I've seen the majority of those games and they've, they've played relatively well in, in mm. most of them. But I thought on Friday night they were poor. Yeah. I, I, you know, the, this fair play at Morton and Dougie Emery, they got right in Dundee's faces from, from the off and Dundee really struggled to cope with it. Um, resulted in Morton obviously getting the goal and, uh, you know, Jack Baird, I like him as a centre-half, he's a big big lad, he, he puts himself about, um, went one up and Dundee struggled in that opening period but then they got a foothold in the game, I thought, and, and, and you know, they started getting on the ball again, had a couple of guilt-edged chances uh, I, 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 you know, Leo Cameron will, will look at that one. To be fair, the keeper actually saves it, comes back and hits him. Yeah. It could have ended up in the back of the net. It doesn't. But again, the start of the second half and Morton came out and could have been could have been out of sight because they had a few chances themselves. Um Dundee had a couple. I thought Josh Mulligan did did quite well in uh, mm-hmm. his performance. But then for once in a game, and I always feel like Dundee got a chance, but for the last 20 minutes I was watching mm. the play and thought, Dundee, are they going to score here? And that's unusual for them this season. No. They've always looked as though they've, they've been in games, and I don't know exactly the reason for that, um, as, as ever, uh, multiple substitutions from the manager, some some enforced, I have to say, obviously, through injury, some not, but they looked a bit disjointed towards the end. They didn't look as though they could string a couple of passes together. So it's up to the manager now to get to get it back on song um, and, and, and get a team, you know, a bit of consistency of selection. Um, it's, a lot of Dundee fans were scratching their heads on, mm. on Friday. You, you thought after after the, the, the game at Dens when, when uh, um, you know, Zach Robinson came on and, and um, Jakubiak came on and changed, changed that game, you know, that they would start the game at Morton. Um, but it just... It just didn't work out like that. He started he started with Jakubiak, no Zach Robinson, and then the big slater Kwame Thomas gets injured. They think Zach Robinson's going to come on. He doesn't come yeah. on. And then he takes Taking Jakubiak. a hospital with a concussion. Yeah. He got a concussed shoulder. It looked like that. I looked like he just fell on his back. I mean, that was a strange one. I think it? that had something to do with Gary Boyer's love of because he's, like, he's got a concussion, <laughs> six subs. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Possibly. But uh, uh, it's strange. I mean, I, I, I know Zach Robinson does not look fat. No, and you see no, that you see, see as touches off but for me surely if the guys have changed that came on and changed the game at Dens yeah. surely you give them a run together at Morton to see what they can do and I felt for Jakubiak going off because I think he's, he's the fall yeah. guy sometimes yeah you know he, 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 he's always a boy that seems to get the, the hook mm-hmm. you know and, and give him a chance but uh, 
Yeah, massive game coming up on on Saturday at Dens, you know, against Inverness. As George said, what Inverness is going to turn up? Yeah, that's what you've got to say. Is that Inverness who go to Livingston and absolutely murder them in the cup three nothing through there, and then lose back to back games against the team at the bottom of the league? Mm-hmm. Quite quite astonishing. One one positive note though from. Uh, the Aki's game during the week for Inverness Billy Mackay got sent off oh. two yellow cards in stoppage time so if ever that's a boost for oh, Dunn actually was it, it's funny you don't because you don't think about I saw the late sending off yeah I don't know what I was thinking but Billy Mackay such a he, such a good pro you would yeah. never think he would make no. a mistake like that no yeah. uh, so but I think that's a boost for Dunn because he is one guy yeah, who uh, on, on his goal. day can, can, can sniff a goal out but it's there for Dundee everybody's saying <laughs> go and get six points but as you said, they've only had a couple of wins in six games. So how yeah. are they going to put two wins together back to back? But it's the championship. It, I know form just doesn't seem to count in the championship. No. But you never. It's on the day who who turns up, and I think Dundee did, have to do it. The manager has to find a way again. I, I hope it's. We spoke about this before we came on air. It seems to be we're a wee bit back. Yeah. Where we were around, we're around about October time when he was struggling to find the consistency of selection. The team was changing three or four changes every week. I'm just wondering about all the new guys that he's brought into the club. If he's if he's now, he's one of these guys who likes to give people an opportunity, but mm. I'm not so sure if it, mm. it works at certain times. It looked a wee bit fragmented at Morgan, Morton. So yeah. some, something that stuck me about Capello, Johnson. It's a strange one because I wouldn't accuse Dundee of lack of effort, but there was a there was a sort of an intensity. And uh, up and up the attitude from Morton, hmm. even like defensively, that that wasn't quite there with Dundee. And and I want is is it go down to what Bear's saying that the changes and the new players and and people are a wee bit unsure still of what exactly their role is and how their teammates play and 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 they're trying to work things out and that's in their head. Whereas. Morton were really, really well. I, I, I didn't think it was a great game. I didn't think they played great football, but they were superbly organised, mm-hmm. and everybody was absolutely clear of what they were doing, yeah, and and and, and what their job was. And Dundee looked a wee bit sort of less sure. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think one or two maybe got a real dose of Championship football, and and maybe were surprised at what it takes to to survive in this league or to win this league because um, Morton are the atypical championship team where you're expected to go and beat them but they bar you yeah and physically um, and it's and it's in the right to, way I had to think we, yeah. we spoke about Doogie Imney and Morton last week but, but I think I had no complaints about Morton's tactics yeah. and the way no, they went, they went about the game I thought it was admirable mm-hmm. I, I think they've had a really good season they're sitting fourth now yeah. they, they were kind of just a few weeks back they were, they were looking a wee bit down the table mm-hmm. they were in the bottom four but they're in the top four now and let's be brutal about it because I'm no, no listening I didn't see a player in that Morton team I would go out and sign no no, I, no, but they all did their job no. and they all knew what their job was I think I think for once as well and you saw a, a team that you know that gave Dundee when they were putting set every set plays. If you look Aye. at the set plays, every corner was an inswinging corner. Every mm. free kick was an inswinging free kick. They've got big men going, and they gave Dundee problems at the back, which we've not seen so much this season. But at the same time, when Dundee had set plays, Dundee never touched them in terms of looking like scoring from yeah. any sort of set plays. So, yeah, he's, he's he's built a tough team, you know. And you're right. I mean, I've got to say, 
the pitch was in good condition as well yeah. for, for playing a bit of football. Aye. There was a bit of grass on it and that. And Dundee were trying to play. There was a few. Should, there, was, Dundee. there was a few tasty <laughs> challenges went in. But you're right. That's that's championship football. That's mm-hmm. what you've got to expect. You're not going to get to go and pass around teams. That's <laughs> football's no. not like that. And Dougie Emery's certainly not like that. He's going to be saying to his players. <laughs> yeah. Get a few challenges in there. Let's see if they can play. Mm-hmm. And they knocked Dundee off their side a wee bit on Friday. So, yeah, we need a response. Aye. I'm really interested to see what his team is on yeah. Saturday. I have to say, I, I think he might revert back to Kami back at right back. and Because his Marshall obviously came on. Yeah. It's fit. Uh, Ryan Clampen played in the reserves, second half of the reserves on Tuesday. Looked fine. Um, so I think now he's got two proper left left backs, yeah. left footers. I he think did, he, might he did praise Josh Mulligan quite quite highly, yeah. and he is one for sort of uh, mm-hmm. you know when he, when somebody does well, he tends to reward them. So it'll be interesting to see if he if he, if he squeezes Josh Mulligan into the team somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see Ben Williamson back in. Yeah. and I also also feel uh, I mean I know you can't expect Paul McMillan to play brilliantly every single week, and you know there are times when. You know, you need to protect him as well. But if you're looking for a goal, I wouldn't be taking no. Paul McMullen off the park no, at any, no, no. any no. time. It, it, he is a, a new father, I think. Maybe ah, right, there's okay. maybe a wee bit okay. of tiredness. Fatigue, yeah. There's a lot of that going around that yeah. attends. Ian Lawler, <laughs> Ian Lawler <laughs> so, and Paul so McMullen making fathers on exactly the same day. Yeah. Sean Byrne, congratulations yeah. to him this uh, week. Also, yeah. became a father. So there's, there's something in the water, Dens. I don't know what's going on. But. Um, I'm staying silent because if I speak, I'm just going to get in trouble. <laughs> Do they not know when the season takes place? For God's sake! Yeah. Uh, well, they've got enough players. That's the thing uh, to to cover. Um, Footballers these days, they shouldn't smoke, they shouldn't drink, <laughs> and celibacy. I think it's right. I think Jordan touched on Jordan Marshall being back, and the guy clamping. I love only seen him fleetingly. It looks as though he can do a job. So Fair that's attacking, a, a problem yeah. area for Dundee because when you've got to shift Cami over there, as good as as he is at left, but he's not a natural going forward. Mm. You know, so I think these guys. Uh, Marshall and certainly Clamp and Lucas, that they're capable of adding to the attack and, and better and uh, uh, more more ways than Cami can mm-hmm. obvi- for obvious reasons. And uh, Sam Fisher's I, done I, pretty well. Sam Fisher has done, ah, yeah. done well, but, but uh, that's it. I I just think just now Cami Care has to be in that team, and I thought oh, again yeah. you say that there's that problem on the left with him going forward, but I thought he showed <laughs> he showed why. And I'm not having a pop at the boy, but he showed why Jai Katongo plays at the level he does because he's got pace, he's got a bit of ability, but he wants to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> was like, Yeah, on you go. Here's yeah. the outside son. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kept showing him. Yeah, and, the yeah, lad, not, and I think he got one cross in all night. It would take an absolute whip it to, to, for Kami to get beat for pace down mm-hmm. the line. I mean, I think the only way Kami gets beat is somebody that's a, tr- a trickier type player, mm-hmm. you know, a, a Greg Stewart type who can cut back and twist and turn. But a, a guy who's just pure one trick pony. Pace, as you Aye. say, Kami's too experienced. I thought that was too experienced. Plus, exact, exactly the word I was going to show that, that Katongo was done by yeah. a good, experienced yeah. defender who said, "I here's what I want you to do, and I'm going to give you every opportunity <laughs> to do it, and I'm going to and I'm going to cover that." And he just got sort of sucked into going down the outside all the time, and it was negated him. The interest as well to see if Robinson starts. He, he has. I heard after the um, what was the game the Cove game after when mm. he came on at half time he was knackered at the end of that yeah. like during that game despite only coming off at half time that's, that's the that's how hard it has been a, a professional footballer I guess in the fitness levels you have to have um, you forget as well George he's still a young man he's uh, like yeah. 20 years of age and he's, he's been not out fully for two de- months. He, he looks yeah. physically 
I find but he's still developing, yeah, you know. Yeah. So he will have periods where he's, he's just kind of cope with the sheer rigors of a, of ma- a match. Yeah. So Gary Boyer, obviously speaking to him this week, he said he's he's not far away in terms of getting up to that full match fitness that he can mm. start games. Um, I must admit, I think I, I I think last Friday showed he's not he's nowhere near ready for ninety minutes yet. I still have that thing where I wonder, him. give him the thing. Give, put him in the start mm-hmm. they've got an, yeah. they've got enough players put him in the start and just say son run yourself into yeah. the ground and when we mm-hmm. de- put your hand up when you've had enough mm-hmm. or we'll decide yeah. you've had enough well that might be the case and that way because I think yeah. again Friday night he's tiring near the end whereas one, what you want from your subs is to be fresher mm-hmm. and it's, it's through no fault of the lad he's he was injured he was ill he was taken back down south and didn't get game mm-hmm. time. It's just it's the circumstances. So I just wonder if start him, mm-hmm. let him run about daft for forty five minutes and take him off. Well, that that might be the case. The weekend, I have to see how Kwame Thomas is um, in terms of heads. Well, yeah, um, because other options. I mean, Kubiak has played up top yeah. on his own. He's done quite well. I, I'm a big fan of Alex. He played, he played through the middle yeah. like this and then. Yeah, he was very good. Otherwise... Oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm actually feeling guilty because they did, uh, uh, with Thomas because they did take him to hospital. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah. don't think Dundee would take it so far <laughs> yeah. as to waste the NHS's no. valuable time. So I just point out, I think I'm sure he did have concussion. Yeah. Um, and there's the protocols and stuff that you have to follow. If everything goes well, then Thomas... Uh, will be available on Saturday but because it was a Friday game these protocols are they've got a problem just now it's a different sport but I I can't remember which English cricketer was got a bang on the head and they said who's the Prime Minister and he said how do I know the change every other week (laughs) Um, in terms of other strikers Lauren Tolash that doesn't strike me that he's ready yet at all that was that was one substitution I thought against Morton against a team who are Putting quite a few strong challenges and putting Lawrence Tolage on. Uh, sorry, Lawrence Tolage, apologies. Um, oh, and he looks, he does look a bit lightweight. Looks as though he's got technically, something, he's yeah. got something, but was that really the game for him? You know, he, uh, he, he strikes saw, he, me more as a boy that yeah. you're having a look at to see if you want to sign him in the summer. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he did quite, you've seen you've seen flashes, but in a, in a division that you need people that are, are prepared to put in a challenge and take a challenge. doesn't matter what position you yeah. play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a forward or a winger or anything. You've got to get stuck in. You know, he's not quite there yet for that one. He's probably le- he's learning as well, I've got to say. Yeah, you can see why they've put him out yeah. on loan to get first-team football, yeah. I think. Um, so I, I, I get he'll just be a, a late sub, I think, most most weeks, I, I would think. But other than that, there's, there's few, we thought at the end of uh, January that too many striking options, yeah. but obviously the killing shared and ruled out for the whole season. Yeah. Uh, and if I've still got enough, yeah, I've still got yeah, enough as well. Yeah, yeah, but at the moment, if if Kwame Thomas is out and Zach Robertson's not quite fit, they're, they're a wee bit short. Yeah, and I mean, I must admit, I think he can he can play in a number of areas when it comes to attacking. But Paul McMullen, yeah, target I man. Would, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like to make fun of me don't yeah. you George no, no I, I, yeah 
He gives he, you a problem. He's been done these. Yeah, he, goes, he, he, do, he does go. Yeah. He goes all. He's capable of going. Whereas Luke McCown is, although although the manager has shoved him over to the right a couple of times, Luke McCown is generally a left side yeah. player and does his best work on the left hand side. Paul McMullen can go anywhere, as we've seen, you know, and and take mm-hmm. the ball. And that gives centre half problems yeah. as well. Because if you're a centre half and you've not got somebody to mark, you start going looking, and that that creates space, obviously, in behind and things like that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how he lines up on Saturday. Um, also, we've got us. I mean, Barry Maguire had to go off on on Friday night. I think he had to take him. He was on a yellow card. I think on Friday, so I think it was it was you know more more to the point mm-hmm. before he gets sent off. But I don't think that helped him because he is a holding influence in in, in yeah. the that mm-hmm. park as well. Like. I mean, looking at the general situation again, was it? Uh, I mean, George, you're up there a lot, and they've maybe done this. Is it time to get the players together at some point during the week and say, guys, it's there for you if you want it and. It, just yeah. concentrate, think about it, think about the opportunity. Because the I mean, players aren't daft. They are the best squad in terms of ability and the biggest squad probably in that division. There the, the must be, they should be feeling excited at the, the opportunity that's there. Mm. Well, Gary Boyer, his mantra is the next game. That's what he said all season, that the, try not to look any further than trying to win the next game, which they have struggled with in the last few weeks, obviously. Um, says he never looks at the league table. Not totally convinced at this stage of the season that he's not looked at the league table, but um, that, that's the kind of attitude he's, he's tried to instill in the, in the squad all season. Is, is he, he always has a go at us, when we, us in terms of the press if we're asking about, oh, it's a big game, it's a massive game this weekend. And he'll point out, oh, it's three yeah. points. You get three points for the first game of the All season. Right. You get three points for the last game of the season. Just trying to keep things on an even keel, I think, and not let people get too carried away. It doesn't make for great reading in terms right. of newspaper you stuff. Know what? I, get, but, I get what he says yeah. in general terms. But the, play, right? the players will, they can't help themselves. Also, I, I, I go back a few years. I remember uh, when Alec Ray and Davy Farrell were at Dundee and it was two or three years after they left. And and I spoke to Davy Farrell, and Davy Farrell said the one thing we didn't grasp quick enough was if you're Dundee and you're in the second tier, you can't... Because they looked at their first season in terms of resources, mm-hmm. and they were close, and they finished second. And they thought, well, that's what we've got. And looking back on it, Davy said what we didn't grasp was if Dundee are in the second tier, like United, like Hearts, like Hibs when they've been down there, it's black and white. Yeah. Promotion is success. Mm. Anything else yeah. is failure. And this, I get what Gary Boyer's saying about, you know, you only look to the next game. Well, in preparation, that's right. But I don't think it does any harm if you're at a club yeah. like the ones I've just mentioned in the championship. You have to know. Yeah. Yeah. That if you don't get promotion, you can't say, well, we're, we're, no. we're, we're a new team and we're, we're getting better yeah. as the season went on. It's not good enough for the fans. I think, no, I think yeah. you go back to a former owner who will not go any further than what he actually said, gave us a line in the telly, Callum Melville. Dundee in the championship second is nowhere. I yeah. think that's 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 exactly spot on with that assessment for, for Dundee. And especially, I think even more so this season, 
because people will look at that league and, and they see Queen's Park and they see Arbroath and they see Cove Rangers and they really don't give them the respect that obviously mm. deserve. We've seen them, they're teams who are working incredibly hard and make life incredibly difficult for you and deserve to be there, but Dundee stand out in that division like a sore thumb as yeah. a team yeah. that should but The be bottom concerned. line is, yeah. I mean, they've not, but Queen's Park have spent decent money, but yeah. Queen's Park could have spent five million. Air could have spent five yeah. million. No, you're right. You're still looking at the native as punters, yeah. and and it's not it's not right. But that's how, as a fan, I look at it. They're not Hibs. They're no. not Hearts. They're not Dundee yeah. United. Okay. So so there's you look at that league, and it is being disrespectful disrespectful to others in a way. But you look at that league as a Dundee fan, and you say there is no reason why we don't win this league. Well, when exactly just to further your point, Queens Park. When was the last time they were in top flight? years ago whenever Bear played for them <laughs> yeah. Air, Air United when, I, but I was yeah. there reporting on it Bear <laughs> when, when were Air last in the top flight yeah. the 80s you, yeah. I was, well, well, uh, sorry Morton the same yeah. and even Partick Thistle it's yeah. been, it's been quite there. a while since they were in top flight Ray Throvers even further Cali have been in recently obviously Cove never Hamilton yeah. most recent getting relegated and are both are both uh, no, I've never in the Premier League. Never in the League. top flight. Never in the Premier League. They're in the old, Even old the first day. division. Yeah. So that that kind of echoes that point yeah. of the kind of but Dundee being the big what name. What worries me about Gary Boyer, and he said it last week again, he says, I've always said that it's going to go right down to the wire. Gary, Dundee supporters don't want it to go <laughs> no. right down to the wire. That's the last thing. We've been down to the wire before. I've been on that supporters bus coming back when you've been relegated the last game of the season or you've missed out on promotion last game of the season. You want it done and dusted as quickly I, as possible. Yeah. And from a selfish point of view, until the other, until the other week when I saw Queen's Park play, uh, it wasn't the Wraith game. It was, it was one of the ones on TV. If it goes right down to the wire, their final game's Queen's oh, Park away. And I've just, I've just realised I thought they were playing somewhere else. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, that's no Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that, that, that just shows how big this week is. Yeah. Nine points at stake. Yeah. They also they only have two more games in March after next Saturday at the moment because of the cup games. They, they were due to play Air, but Air are still in the Scottish Cup. They're due to play Wraith Rovers, but the Challenge Cup finals Challenge that weekend. Cup. See, I, I do think, and the, the, having been critical of them today, I do think the, the, the postponements and the cup ties came at a bad time. For Dundee yeah. were going really well. Yeah. And, and then there was, there was that big gap at Christmas, which yeah. is unusual. I think the players enjoyed having a bit of time yeah. off, but it maybe just well, especially stalled on the back, things the back, a wee bit. I mean, I was down there December of 23rd yeah here, exactly oh, I know you just wanted to keep playing after yeah, that 10 men and the, the, there's fully deserved to win, win that game because yeah. it went but well you could have, Tom, Tom's right you could have taken a game on Boxing Day because yeah. they were just on a complete high yeah exactly and I think it was the second before they played after that yeah. which, which was at our <laughs> yeah which was just completely chalking wasn't well it was just a really really strange game wasn't it uh-huh. and then maybe that's going having long memory ish Maybe that air game's part of the disappointment because Friday night they just didn't control no, the game. No. But the the went to the top team in the league at the time and controlled the game with yeah. ten men. Yeah, and you're like, that's that's why we think you're the best yeah. team because you can actually do that. You yeah. can lose a player for over an hour and still come away deserved winners. Yeah. They have oh, pointed out a couple of weeks ago how many points they dropped against the bottom four which included Morton at that point 
They haven't actually scored against Morton this season in yeah. three games. No. Uh, no it's been that was the only goal as well. Sometimes get teams like that. Yeah. You know? Delighted as I was it was on the TV, but why would you pick Dundee Morton? One goal in three games. They seem to... Speaking to Lee Wilkie for his column this week, he pointed out that they've got a worrying trend of... Struggling against the teams that intentionally go out to make things difficult mm. for you, that, that yeah. don't come at you, that like a Queen's Park are going to come at you because that's the the type of players they've got. And again, they there was an element. You. I'm not Morton didn't score a goal and shot up shot, but there there came a point in the game where Morton wisely went well. Yeah, one 0 one a win. James McFadden was talking about it in commentary, wasn't he? Yeah. basically about they're confident that they can see they can out, see out the game once you get in at the second half. And it's I think defenders will tell you you get to the last half hour or the last twenty minutes and there's only you, you, even in games. Sean Dillon used to say to me, see, in games where you're one 0 up and you've been totally on top, he said, when we get to seventy minutes, so my mantra to everybody around me is don't lose a goal mm-hmm. because. Again, it's about results. Yeah. You come off the pitch going, I were one, but we're a wee, wee bit frustrated that we didn't score two or three more goals. Well, it doesn't matter if you yeah. if you don't concede a goal, as long as you've scored one. But then that's where Dundee's squad should be the advantage. When it comes to games like that, you should have players coming off the bench that make an yeah. impact, and, and sadly yeah. they didn't. Was it, I mean... We're being critical. It's it's one of the few times this season I've, I've thought yeah. that you know the, the have looked as though they're a wee bit. I don't think there's a lot wrong. It's, but it's not. It's not I, quite. I do think that there was there was a lot of there's a lot of guys just at the club who were on the park and playing together. Hmm. We've we've seen Luke Hannan. I think he got a bit of a surprise when he came on and, and found that players are actually not going to get to run past guys without getting kicked. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But, but, Hopefully they can get back on it at Dens. They've lost to Inverness this season at Dens. Yeah. They've lost, so they can't afford that. They need to address that. They went yeah. up there. They went up there before I think it was November time and, and, and got a good win. They need to go and beat them on Saturday at Dens. That's one of these games, dude. You look at the circumstances of it. You're chasing promotion. Start fast, get ahead, yeah. and you'll probably make it, you you can make it an easier yeah. game for yourself if you start hmm. the right way and get yourselves ahead. And then they're obviously. Vulnerable at the moment after yeah. two surprising results, I guess. Not hugely surprising that Hamilton are looking a lot better because they have done over, mm-hmm. over, the, over the past few weeks. George, I think Hamilton have beaten them three times this season. Yeah, I think the, the, one up, the one up there as well, which I think is, it's, so it must be yeah. just a bogey team. Three out of their five yeah. wins yeah. this season, I think. Uh, but winning 3 yeah. 0 was a surprise because yeah. I haven't seen Hamilton against Dundee and I watched yeah. the, the game on TV. They, they're not a team that creates many chances. No. No. So as you say, if Dundee can start quick but and George, get after them. I mean, you're, you're talking about uh, starting quick, but we've seen them, you know, they've gone down, <laughs> a, they've gone down yeah. a goal to Morton, you know, that yeah. they seem to be losing goals, certainly away from home in games. They're I thought you were going to bring up Wraith Rovers and starting quick. And yeah, well, yeah. Like, exactly. I mean, they, 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 just, they, just, they just, but they just seem to be away from home more than anything else. They're, they're losing goals, which isn't such a good thing to have. And they're, they're not prolific enough. Dundee don't turn yeah. the screw when they're on top, really. They did it against Cove, but it was the second half. They did it against Queen's Park, but it was the second half. I'd like to see them going out in the first half and getting one goal and then, and then you know, getting another goal. Like Tom says, you can kill the game and then you, you can say to yeah. guys like Zach Robinson, right, off, Paul McMullen, off, because mm-hmm. you've got the game. You've got the game in the can, you know, so. Or equally, a guy like Zach Robinson, you can say, yeah, uh, you're putting your hand up, son, but 
another 10 minutes running about yeah. it's not going to do you any no, harm no no that's you right know, that's right that's true it gives them, it gives them a wee bonus but uh, the biggest thing is I mean you're saying they'll not be looking at the league table but if I was the manager I'd be showing the, the players the league yeah. table and going look we're here we've got two yeah. games to get our noses in front and I don't care how we do it it doesn't have to be sparkling football go out and get six points starting with Inverness on Saturday and then if they, if they do that and then they set them up for a great you know up at, up at up at Cove the following week you know and, and, then, and then they put the pressure on every team below you then yeah. as the pressure's on them to keep winning I think also sometimes treat, treat the players as adults and you know that they're looking at the league and actually if they're looking at the league saying by the way you should need a telescope to look to second place yeah mm-hmm. yeah the ability you've got the opportunities you've had this season so now go and do it in the last yeah. in the home straight if you like of the season but anyway, another news, sad, sad departure this week. George Paul McGowan. Yeah. End been, of an era. It is, pretty much. Still it's, a Dundee player officially, but yeah. unlikely to be seen in a Dundee shirt yeah. again now that he's joined in Fairland on loan. Contract end in the, in the summer, so that it could well be his farewell. It's a shame he's not been able to say farewell to the fans because he was obviously speaking in the, in the Courier and the Tilly, I better mention. Um Today, uh, interviewed by our colleague Craig Cairns down at Dunfermline after getting unveiled there, and he spoke about sadness leaving because at 2014 he arrived, um, played over 300 games. It's only w- one game behind Gavin Ray in terms of the appearance list. Which it's been a great I mean, servant for Dundee, and he's be- ever present. I mean, he's really injured. He's this is, this season is the first season he's actually been injured for. Kind of extended a, a boy who called it as it was. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. He, did it, he Brilliant never excused himself. Yeah. He never excused these teammates if something went wrong. Yeah. He, and he didn't just hold up his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he, he held them up to his mouth and yeah. shouted as loud <laughs> yeah. as he could. It, it, you love yeah. that honesty, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I was, it's always a good laugh as well around the place. He, he yeah. was a real influence, a real positive influence, even though he liked to, he loved to moan. Quite I was going to say, yeah, when you see his moans in print, you'll get he, he was a bubble, he's a bubbly character. Eh? He's uh-huh. a good boy to have in the dressing room. It was, it was generally with a smile that he was moaning, um, and it would spur. It, it was always for positive effect in terms of spurring his maybe younger teammates on or whatever. Unless you are, remember that one with Julian Etchebeguren up at in Van Hesten. Remember that one when he he went absolutely mental at Etchebeguren for giving away two penalties. It was a bit different. It maybe wasn't so positive. There's still uh-huh. videos on YouTube of that one, <laughs> which I would check out if, if anyone wants to. But no, it's, it's a big. It's a big moment, I think, in Dundee's recent history. Um, and Gary Boyer this season, although he's, he's not playing him so much, uh, said even when he was injured how important he was to the dressing room, mm-hmm. keeping turning up to games and and kind of keeping people on on track and stuff like that. So it's reading. McGowan's uh, comments on, on arriving at Dunfermline, it sounded like it was his decision that he decided Dundee have plenty of midfielders, am I going to get back in the team that much between now and the end of the season? James McPakes obviously said there's a place here for you if, if you want it. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he may end up with two league winners medals. Things do. all go well. But I mean, interestingly, Bertie, you get great servant to Dundee Totally committed. But given some of his off-field activities, <laughs> you can't actually say he was a model pro. No, 
No. Mira, I, I imagine, imagine that uh, if the Scottish Cup format this year was a few years ago, he would have had to come off if the game went to extra time. Yeah. He had to be <laughs> an appendage on his ankle meant he had yeah. to be back home in Airdrie by a yeah. certain time in the evening. Yeah, but I mean, and football players are, are human, and yeah. some of them, some of them do fall by the wayside. And credit to the club, I've got to say for for sticking by him because a lot a lot of clubs might not have, but. I go back to the good things that he's done for Dundee. He has been he has been a servant. He's been a fantastic player. You know, he, mm. he was a top top player um, uh, on the park. And even no, nobody plays brilliantly every week, Tom. But what you got for Paul McGowan every every week guaranteed the hundred percent. You know, and, and and that fans caught on to that, and because of that, it become becomes a fan's favourite. I do think that um, when we were in the Premier Leagues a, a couple of years ago, there were there were signs that. You know, he was struggling to keep up with the pace. I thought yeah. he had a job, he could do a job in the championship, certainly for Dundee this season. I had no doubt about that. But injury has, has, has put pay to that. But it's been a terrific... I would have liked to have seen him getting his, his, his testimonial year, but sadly, unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. No. Now. He's, 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 because he's, he's given so much to the club. But hey, it's a, it's a fantastic signing for Dunfermline at this stage of the season. I've yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And he's, you know... Uh, you could see that by you know their, their fans' reaction to getting a player of his quality and at, at that level, what, he he, he could be the difference to them. You know they're, they're going really well, but signing a player of his quality at this mm. point in time could just be the difference to getting overly comfortable. Yeah. Which we've all sort of are certainly. I was quick to forget about Paul McGowan. Paul McGowan in his early days was a play off the front. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But during his time at Dundee. He's been a holding midfielder as well. Yeah. I mean, he's, mm -hmm. he's a bot. He's an. He, you forget again. He's that kind of character that he moans at his teammates on the park. He moans about them off the park. And he's an intelligent footballer who who knows the game. Yeah, I mean, and nobody's figured out that turn yet. After how many years? What? Getting close yes. to two decades, I guess that that wee turn he's got in the middle That's of the park. Probably why he's still playing in his mid thirties because yeah. the thing. <laughs> Opposition defenders think he's waiting on past me and he just turns back. Well, I always yeah. felt gives that, room. that see if Paul McGowan could have added a goal or two to his game, yeah. he wouldn't have been playing for Dundee. He would have been away uh, somewhere else because he had everything. He had, he had the technique and the ability, but he always found it difficult actually putting the ball over the line. He scored a couple of fantastic. I remember one at Air United uh, uh, a few years ago when he chipped, chipped, chipped the keeper from yeah. some distance. And there's a few other ones I can, I can think of. Uh, I think one in a derby match that uh, he might have scored and then ran the length of the park to celebrate <laughs> with the United fans, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, if he could have, if he could have had ghost these games, he wouldn't have wouldn't mm -hmm. have been at Dens. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he stays fit and somewhere down the line he gets the opportunity to come back to Dens Park, whether even if it's with another club and he gets a, yeah. the send off he really deserves. Yeah, because yeah. I, th I think speaking about the club kind of sticking by him when he's indiscretion off the park. Yeah. It, they wouldn't have done that if he was a wronging, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. If, if he wasn't worth sticking by. Exactly. Well, having met him, you can understand yeah. why he was forgiven when uh, he when he did things he shouldn't have done. And, uh, and by the way... Because he's... Be, yeah. I get this, I think, he's a right nice guy who obviously goes off the rails or has gone off the yeah. rails at times. But how good's the hair looking though? Ah, that, that was I, I, mean, that, that, I got a text. Paul McGowan <laughs> signed for Dunfermline on loan, and he's got hair. Well done <laughs> him for sticking to it. Exactly. He did. I mean, he did say it was a shambles when I spoke to him at the start of the season. He was <laughs> brutally honest as always. Said he was getting all sorts of. I looked as we'd been duking for chips. <laughs> <the start of season. laughs> 
but patience pays off sometimes. <laughs> Good things come to those no, who I wish, I wish him well with Dunfermline. Yeah. Yeah. And talking of departures or potential departures, George, as briefly as possible, because we're over time again, technical director Gordon Strachan linked with Aberdeen. Yeah, that was a strange one. It was the, linked in the bookies. It was the bookies, the odds got We're talking cut. about it on, uh, on the radio at the weekend. Aye. Um, it never struck me as one that was ever going to happen. Um, yeah, I, have to, I have to say, I think, and I would, I, I'm not sort of doing Gordon Strachan down, but Aberdeen are waiting for their new chief executive, Alan Burroughs, to start. If I'm a new chief executive, I'm wanting to come up with a manager from the current crop, hmm. uh, if you like. And I'm not sure that Gordon would want to go. No, I, I, I think he's... Um, fr- don't have many dealings with the man, I have to say, but from what I understand, he doesn't want to be a manager again. I think he's quite happy. When he came to Dens, he did he, he did say, you can never rule it out, but yeah, it was clear he saw his future being in the youth side of the game and producing yeah. players. It he, seems like he's really enjoying that sort of thing yeah. with Dundee, because it, it is quite... It's been a good season yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. It's, players um, coming into the team. And, and he gets timed himself as well, which... You're not going to get when you're a football manager. No. Um, so I think he's, not he's as enjoying high that. Sort of, he is. No. I, maybe had Aberdeen been in dire straits and looking at relegation, maybe he could pull at the heartstrings. But I think I think he'll still be at Dundee, and, and Dundee uh, John Elm certainly wants to keep him ar- around for yeah, I mean, I, all his I, experience. I touched on you look at the amount of guys who've are, who are seeing coming in the team. That you're seeing guys like Zahari Sharp, you know. Uh, Josh Mulligan, Lyle Cameron, Max Anderson, Finn Robertson. There's one or two others as well Sam now. Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a big clutch of players, and co- we're actually seeing in the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. some of these boys. Yeah. But hopefully, there'll be another score of them coming through as well. Mm-hmm. So people that point at maybe Gordon Strachan and what is he doing at the club? Well, there's your answer. That could be part of your answer there. And you're right. I think here he's at an age where you could quite easily go back and be a manager. We've mm-hmm. seen managers in their seventies, you know, going. Neil Warnock's, Neil Warnock's back. Back. Yeah. But yeah, there is a place for him, but does he really want to go back? Tom's right. Do you really want to go back into that you know, mm-hmm. level of intensity and that, yeah. you know, everything that goes with being a football manager, there's good side. And to be frank, un- and a, and unrealistic a, a, a expectation yeah, yeah. from a, from a yeah, support that, yeah. that wants the glory days back yeah. and they're never coming back however yeah. well you do. Look what, yeah. over a long period, look what sure. happened to Dell, yeah. Derek McKinnon. No, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. He couldn't have done a better job at Aberdeen, but it still wasn't still enough wasn't because enough, of their history. Pardon. and he probably blames Gordon Strachan <laughs> and others for that great stuff guys if you like the podcast we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it or even better leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts all that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street and that means a lot to us don't forget to pick up your copy of the telly Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tanadice or go to the telly.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door. <laughs> <laughs>